Father, we do thank you, Lord, for today. I thank you for your love, for your grace, for your mercy. Father, I thank you for your word that we can come to your word, Lord, and, and learn from you. And Lord, just uh, ask that as we open your word this morning that you would just speak to our hearts, that God, you would have your message this morning, God, that you would do a work in each one of us as we open your word, as we look at what you have for us. And Father, I just want to give this time to you and ask that, God, you would be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. As we look at this uh, passage in Matthew, it, it actually, the teaching of Jesus starts back in, in chapter 5 with the Beatitudes, and, and he uh, continues on with, with different things of the, teaching us to pray, of loving our enemies, of different, uh, uh, different things and different topics of, of how to conduct our lives to, to glorify the Father, to really uh, live our lives to, to its fullest, that the way that God wants us to, to conduct ourselves and to live and to, and so as we kind of pick it up in the middle of his teaching here and we look at, at this, he, he starts out in, in this section in verse 19, it says, do not lay up for, your, for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so he's telling us here as we look at this that the thing, what has our heart? What are we really passionate about? Is it the treasures of the world? Is it the things that God, that, that we have, that God provides? Is it those things that is our things have us? You know, he's talking about here of, of hoarding things and, and getting things and, and depending on those things for, for our happiness, for our well-being, for our future, for all of those things of really depending upon those things and really when you look at it it's it's not bad to have things it's not bad to have stuff but does our stuff have us what is that do we he talks he'll talk about here and later in these verses about worrying about those things and I, I find sometimes we get this stuff and and we're worried about people coming and stealing it we're worried about it it deteriorating we're all of those things, and it can distract us from what's really important in life. And really, what are we doing with what we have? Are we doing those things to glorify God, to use them for the glory of God? Are we just using them and more concerned of our own pleasure, our own well-being, the things that we have? But are we really using our talents, using our gifts, using our finances, all of those things for the glory of God. And that's what he's talking about here. Again, it's not that we shouldn't have things or that we shouldn't have nice things or, you know, sometimes you read this and you think about maybe somebody who has a lot of money, who has a lot of things and, and is depending on that. But I find that that, that is true, 
But I find that you don't have to have a lot of money or a lot to be consumed by your stuff. And sometimes I find that sometimes those who don't have that is more consumed and more worried about keeping their stuff and hoarding things than those that don't. And so it's really not dealing with the material things that we have. It really comes down to what is our heart issue? What is going on in our heart? Where is our heart? Is it for the things of God or is it for the things of the world? Is it, are we being distracted? Are we being pulled away by the things and the glamour and, and that of this world? And I, again, I find that so easy to do for any of us that there's things that we, we work at and we concentrate on and we spend our time trying to get and we, and we spend our, our energy on things that are not going to last, things that are not going to, to be for eternity, where those things that we lay up in heaven, those things that we do for God, those things that we, that we pursue for the kingdom is going to have everlasting uh, value. It will not go away. And, you know, as we've... I've had the privilege of going and, and helping after floods and after things that have natural disasters that went into different communities. And you see how quickly all of the stuff that people have worked for all their life is just gone. Whether, it, you know, the fires that are going on in, in Colorado and New Mexico and California and, you know, that just in an instance, everything that you work for could be gone. And if that happens, are you going to be totally devastated? Are you going to rely upon on the Lord. And you know, it is humbling and it is sad when you go into someone's house and you clean out a house that's been flooded and you take people's stuff and you lay it on, the, on their yard for the trash people to come pick up. And you just see how quickly though those things can go away. And if that's where our focus is, if that's where our heart is, then we're going to be devastated. And it's devastating enough anyway, but are we relying upon the Lord for those things? Are we really looking to God for those things? And where, again, where is our heart? Where is our energy? What are the things that are really important to you in your life? Is it the stuff that you can accumulate or is it your relationship with the Lord? Is it what you're doing for God? Is it what is going to, again, have those everlasting uh, consequences, those everlasting things that, that God wants to do in our life because there, rust or moth, nothing will destroy those things. And I think of all our stuff. I've got a lot of stuff. You know, <laughs> I look around and I think, why do I have all this stuff? But I better build another shed to put my stuff in so that, it, you know, I don't rent stuff. I just build another shed. So, and, you know, one of these days, my kids will thank me. <laughs> As, as they get to clean up my mess. You're welcome. But, but do we, are we really focused on those things? And again, if they all go away, is, is our relationship with God going to be enough? Is that what we're really working at and focusing on and, and looking at? And then he goes on here to say in verse 22 and 23, 
that the lamp of the body is the eye. And if therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And again, I think it's, it's kind of the same thing that we're looking at with the treasures, with, with, our, with our possessions, is we're told that Jesus is the light of the world. Are we illuminated with the light of, of Christ? Are, are we walking in darkness? Are we walking in the things of the world? Because here he said, you know, that, that again, if, if the eye is good, if we're taking in that good stuff, if we're taking in the light of God, if we're taking in that, then the whole body, and we are to shine that light. We are to be the light to the world. As Jesus said, I am the light, and we are to be those representation of him and bringing light into the darkness, into a dark and dying world, that we are to be those that are, that are walking in that light and that you know, again, God says that he is a, a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. That if the eye is taking in those things and again, concentrating on, and I think this is again, more of a matter of the heart than it is what we see. But he's given an illustration of what we take in and what are we doing with those things? What are we, you know, and we could go a lot of different directions with that of what we're looking at. But again, I, I believe that it's more that we're concentrating on the heart condition, that we're, the, we're concentrating on where we are with that. And I believe that's what Jesus is talking about here in these passages of of that focus and that eye of what are we taking in? Is it the good things of God? Are we concentrating on the light? Are we concentrating on the things of the world that, that are not going to bring about that peace and that joy that, that only God can bring? And he says, how great is that darkness when you're walking in the dark, when we're not, when we're not walking in the light, when we're not walking in the things of God, how great is that darkness and how, how destructive that is in our life when we let our heart get drawn away to other things and where we're not focused on the things of God. And he goes on to say here then that no man can serve two masters. For either you will hate the one and love the other or else you will be he will be loyal to the one and despise the other, you cannot serve God and mammon. That we can't serve two masters. That we're either going to walk in the power and in let God rule our life, or we're going to walk in the ways of the world. You know, Pastor Pat talked about this a little bit on Thursday night, of how miserable it is when you're not walking with the Lord as a believer, as you're, when you're not letting God be the master of your world, when you're not letting God be that, that all in all in your life, that, that, you're, that you're miserable in both places, really, that you're not happy in the world because you know. And I know I have, uh, I've, I've walked there. And that, you know, you, you don't have the peace you don't have the joy of walking with the Lord and letting him be that, 
be that light and be that treasure for you and that we can't serve two masters, that we, you know, we can't straddle that fence. And so often, you know, as a believer, and I see this, that we don't want to really sell out totally to the Lord, but that we try to straddle that fence. We try to walk in both worlds and it's just not going to be, it's going to be miserable. And I find that surrender to the Lord and walking with him brings about that peace, brings about that joy that, you know, again, when we look at mammon, it's, it's basically the world system. Are we going to walk in the world system? Are we going to walk in the light of God's system? Are we going to walk with the one who created us, who knows what we, what we need? And we will look at that as we, as we go on here. He says in verse 25... Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on is not life more than food and the body, and the body more than clothing. And again, here's things obviously we need. We need food. We need drink to survive. Trust me, we need clothes. We need you know, and, and, but do we worry about those things? Are, that is a thing that consumes us of how are we going to do this? What are we going to eat? What are we going to wear? What are we going to drink? What are we, and is that what consumes our life? And I, I know people that, I mean, they, they get up in the morning and the first thing, I mean, it's, what are we going to eat today? What are we going to do? What are, you know, and, you know, Pastor Pat talks a lot about, you know, him uh, just loving food and, and eating. I'm one of those that just eat to survive. You know, and food is not a big deal to me. You can't tell that, but it's really true. But <laughs> that sometimes I'll be out working and, and Jody will come out and say, have you ate anything today? Hmm, I can't remember. But... Oh, yeah, my blood sugar just dropped. So, yeah, no, I guess not. So, you know, and, and you just get caught up. And so it's not a big, that, that is not one of my worries. But I believe that we can get caught up in that I've got to go and make this much or I've got to do this so that I have this and I have the food and I have the, the drink and the clothes. And, and again, when I think about, you know, the the clothes and then being that God knows we need these things, that, that life is more than those things. And that if we're concentrating again upon those things and those are our main focus, then we're going to be off on what God wants us to do. And again, those things are important and I get it. And, and, you know, we, we do those things and, but we shouldn't be, consumed by those things and when I you know when I think about the clothes I mean it, it's obvious to you that I am a slave to fashion that yeah that I said that last night and my daughter was offended because she said dad you know I buy most of your shirts for you <laughs> I said I know that's why I always look good kid but <laughs> but we get so consumed in those things and I mean how many times have you said asked invited somebody to church or whatever and they go I really don't have anything to wear I said have you ever came to Calvary Chapel <laughs> look around 
you guys are not a slave to fashion either. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're not all that. So, <laughs> which is good because people can come how they are. If you're in a suit, you might feel a little out of place. But the thing is that it's not about the clothes. It's not about the food. It's not about the drink. It's about God. It's about giving those things to him and walking in his light and not getting so caught up and consumed about, do I have the latest designer things? You know, growing up, I had three other brothers. We were poor. So, you know, I always wore holy jeans. See, I am a trendsetter. <laughs> See, now people are going and buying holy jeans. See, that's what I'm talking about here. That, you know, you're welcome. Again, that, that are, are we caught up in those things or are we caught up in glorifying God with our life, of looking to him and following him and letting him be that, that joy and those things? He goes here on to say, look at the birds of the air, for they're neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And you are not, are you not of more value than them? Jody and I was sitting on the porch on Monday morning, just sitting there having coffee, looking out, and, and we've got a bunch of trees, and, and there's birds everywhere in our yard. And we were just watching them eat her garden. God, provide, God is providing for them by her garden. And so, and, and our fruit trees. But, you know, they didn't have a care in the world. They were just flying around, building their nest, having their, their babies, eating our garden, eating those things, and not a care in the world. Why? Because God is taking care of them. I noticed he didn't say here, look at your dog. Because <laughs> my dog does nothing <laughs> he don't gather he don't all he does is when he gets hungry is stare at me when you're gonna feed me when you're gonna we got a cat same thing only first thing when the alarm goes off she goes off till I feed her that's the only time she has anything to do with me is when it's feeding time see they they do nothing but God knows that the the, the birds they're gonna take care of themselves we need to be like birds, not my dog. <laughs> Where you're sitting there just looking for somebody else to bring you something to eat. That, that's the thing, that God's going to provide, but the way that he provides is that you do something. Is that you're busy about doing the things of God and that you're busy about using those talents and those things. Again, it's, it's good that we, that we use those things that God has given us that we're not just sitting there letting, saying, oh, God's going to bring this to me, but that we're using what God has given us to, to provide for that because that's how God provides for us. Just he says, hey, the birds, they go and they gather and they, they, they eat and they, they do those things, but, but it's by the provision of God. 
And that's the same with us, that God has given each one of us talents and things that we need to be doing. And when we're doing those for the glory of God, he will provide those things that we need. Not necessarily all the things that we want, but he's going to provide the things that we need in our life. He's going to give us what we need. So he says, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? That worrying about those things is not going to fix it. It's not going to help. It's not going to do anything. Worrying never solves anything. I'm not a big worrier. I, I really don't worry a whole lot. There's very few things that, that, that really worry me. But there are times, you know, where you've got something coming up and you've got to talk to somebody or you've got a meeting coming up and you always, you know, if you're like me, if I've got some meeting that I think is going to be a little tense, that you start rehearsing what you're going to say and how you're going to react, and then it never happens, you know. And so maybe worrying does help because most of the things I worry about don't happen, so maybe I... But he says don't worry because it, it's not going to change anything. If worrying made me taller, I'd worry more. But it, it's not going to help. So don't worry about those things because you can't... Worrying doesn't do anything about it. So why do you worry about clothing? For consider the lilies of the field... How they grow, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. That, again, using an example now of, of the flowers, the lilies of the field, of how beautiful they are. And that Solomon with all the pomp and circumstances and all the glory and all the things that he had was not arrayed like a simple flower that God provided and that God takes care of. And so again, how much more are we to God, his children, than a flower or than a bird, that God will take care of us? So why are we so concerned about the things of the world and the things that we can gain from the world when our Heavenly Father wants to give us good things? when he wants to provide those things for us, when he wants to be there for us. And he's saying, look at these things. He goes on to say, now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? That he's saying, just listen, look at the provisions of God. Look at the things that God has. And, you know, as I look at my life again and look at all the provisions and all the things that God has given me in my life, you know, much more than I, than I ever could have expected that God has provided and God has done. And, yeah, you know, we work and we do those things, but that's all because God has given us the ability, that God has given us those talents, and that God wants us to use those things, not only to gather those things, but again, what he's saying, if we concentrate, if our heart is where it's supposed to be, then all of these things is going to be taken care of. That, hey, we don't know. You know, we worry about tomorrow, and we look at those things, but look at the grass, that it's here today and gone tomorrow, and you know what? Our life is 
It's kind of that way, isn't it? And I can't believe how quickly things change and how fast things go as I'm starting to get all that stuff about Medicare. Really? <laughs> Don't you think? You're sending that to my dad? I mean, you know how quickly you look at things and, and we don't know. And so again, he's just saying that if we concentrate on those things, they're here today and gone tomorrow. And therefore, do not worry saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? That God is going to provide those things. And that God is going to... And again, I find that when my focus is right, those things just happen. Those things are right. And so, listen to what he says here in, in verse 32. For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows what you need, that you need all these things. Listen, God knows what we need before we ask. God knows what's best for us. You know, I've seen a bumper sticker. It's been years since I've seen it, but it, it said, you know, that, that he who dies with the most toys win. That's what the world looks at. That the more you can accumulate and the more that you get, that, that you're going to win. But that's not in God's economy. God's not concerned about all those things. And again, it's okay to have those things. There's nothing wrong with having nice things or even having a lot of things. If those things don't own you, if they don't control you, if they're not the thing that is that you're passionate about or that you're you're constantly trying to gain, that the things of the Lord, because God knows those things that we need. And here's the key to it. Here's how we how we do all of that. In verse 33, he says this, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added to you. That how much time do we spend seeking God and his kingdom versus seeking the things of the world? That's what he's talking about here. Where is our heart? Where is our focus? What is important to us? And again, as we go back and look at that because where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. If we're seeking the things of God, again, the thing that I find in my life, that when I'm focused on the things of God, when I'm in my prayer, when I'm in my word, when I'm in fellowship, when I'm doing those things that God has called me to do, all of these other things take care of themselves. Because why? Because I'm in the will of God is that I'm using those things that God has given me for his glory and the way that it needs to be done. That yes, I'm working, I'm, I'm going, because again, God doesn't tell us to sit on the couch and wait for him to give us food and drink and clothing. But just as the birds, again, we need to be using what God has given us. But I find that when my focus is right that I don't worry about all these other things because God provides those things for us, that God provides those things as we seek him, as we walk with him, and then 
he takes care of that. So, he ends this section here with, therefore, again, do not worry. Third time tells us, do not worry, which tells me we have a tendency to worry. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. That, again, we seek, sometimes we, we spend so much time worrying about tomorrow, worrying about the future, that we don't live today, that we're not, you know, I love what Pastor Bob said last week, that, hey, when you wake up tomorrow, it'll be today, that we live in today, that the things that are going on in our life is here today, and I, you know, and, and I don't think that we shouldn't plan for the future and, you know, and say, even, you know, I want to be prepared for the future. I want to have, but is that where my focus is? Is that where I'm so concerned about tomorrow that I'm not doing what I need to do today? Is that sufficient for the day is its own trouble? That, hey, deal with what's coming on today. Let tomorrow worry about tomorrow. But again, I think that it's, you know, it's wise to, you know, I'm glad that we've had a little foresight to, to save, to put things away, to, you know. But guess what? As I watch our economy, that could all go away in a heartbeat. You know, and if that's what I'm depending on, well, then I'm going to be devastated. But, the, you know, the, the peace that I have, that if that all goes away, God's still going to provide those things for me, that God's going to give me what I need, that God's not going to forget me, that if everything goes away, it's okay because I'm going to walk with the Lord. I'm going to seek his kingdom first. And again, all of those things will be added as we seek him and as we put life in the proper perspective and as we look at those things for the way that they really are, that, you know, all of this stuff, again, is going to go away. It's going, you know, either rust or moth or steel are, guess what? Sometime we're going to die and all that stuff, again, is going to be left. And so we enjoy the stuff. I think would God give us plenty to enjoy that we should enjoy life. We should enjoy those things. We should, it's, it's okay. Unless, again, those things are so important to us that we are not focused on the things of God, on the things that are really important. That's when we get in trouble. Let's stand up and pray. Lord, I pray that you would just guide and direct us as we walk through this world, Lord. That, God, our focus would be right. And that, God, you would just, Lord, for myself, I just pray that you would just keep me where I seek you in your kingdom first. And, Lord, that you will provide those things. Help me to be ever mindful of that, Lord. And Lord, I pray for each one here today, Lord, as we, as we prepare to leave and, Lord, go our way, that you would just give us that desire to seek you, to walk with you, 
and that, God, you would bless and encourage. And this morning, if you are here and you've never made that commitment to God and you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, I want to give you that opportunity this morning because the best way to live our lives is by walking with him, by surrendered life to him. And so you can pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I want you to come into my life. Lord, I want you to take control of my life. I want you to have my heart, that you would come into my heart, that you would change me, that you would guide me, that you would direct me, that, God, I would be walking in your light and in your way. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and to be my Lord and my Savior.